Well, speaking of something that could be out of a thriller, we're still waiting to learn exactly what happened at Rogers on Friday. The fallout continued today from that network-wide collapse uh, that down service for millions of its wireless and internet customers for upwards of 15 hours on Friday. The federal industry minister held emergency calls today, or a call, with the CEOs of Rogers and other major Canadian telecom companies. Francois-Philippe Champagne has given them 60 days to come up with a deal to improve their network reliability, including on emergency roaming. You remember 911 went down for some Rogers customers. Mutual assistance during outages. I don't think that would have helped, but still. And an emergency communication protocol to better inform us, customers and authorities, during those kinds of systems failures. Well, joining me now from Toronto is Ritesh Kotak. He's a cybersecurity and technology analyst. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for having me. So does the mystery continue? Do we know what happened on Friday to cause such an unbelievable collapse of their system? Well, we know what we're told, right? And kind of what we've been told is is, is actually very minimal. So a software or hardware update gone gone horribly wrong. We know that it was in the backbone um, network. So kind of the the brains of, of Rogers. So you have this critical infrastructure hubs switches routers all the type of all those types of equipment and that is something that connects all their services together and gets them out to consumers well something in that system went horribly wrong when there was some sort of regular maintenance or or update that ended up having a ripple effect on their entire infrastructure bringing millions of canadians offline from coast to coast to coast that's what we know so far I would. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I won't make assumptions. But anytime one of these things happens, it's like a cascading problem. Many things go wrong. But it does beg the question: If you're Rogers, how do you not have a plan or a redundancy in place so that that doesn't happen? I think what's mind-boggling here is the fact that this is not the first time that this has happened. Back in April 2021, a lot of people might remember that Rogers suffered a similar outage. So. How do you not have a plan? I think that is one thing that's going to be investigated. That's one thing that is, uh, that's a question on the minds of many, of many Canadians is what type of backup plan did you have? What type of redundancies did you build in? What type of business continuity uh, plans were in place? Usually when you do these types of updates, there is a rollover plan. If something goes wrong, there's people on standby. So you can essentially stop the bleeding and, and roll it back and get connectivity again. Why, why did all that fail and keep Canadians offline? Some Canadians are still offline. So I think that's going to be one of those big questions. And, and we're all wondering that, uh, what's the answer to that question. Do you think it's something we'll find out? I hope so. Um, it comes down to what are the next steps? So if there is a investigation, I think, you know, I think this would fall under the CRTC, but there's calls for a parliamentary um, committee to to look at this. So if if that happens, those are public. Um, people will be able to um, to see kind of uh, what what happened. There'll probably be some sort of report done. But again, these things take time. And I think uh, given the fact that we're all connected, we rely on this type of technology. It wasn't just our phones that went down. There was emergency services were impacted. Court services were impacted. Government was impacted. Everyone was impacted. We couldn't even pay for our coffee. So. Um, I think that th- we want a solution sooner than later, and we want to hold somebody accountable. Ritesh, were you surprised at just how widespread and how impactful uh, the outage was, just how much went down? I was surprised. Um, 
here's the thing. It's one company that essentially, if you turn off the lights, it, the, the ripple effect throughout the economy, individuals and also at a macroeconomic level, uh, again, just as I mentioned earlier, payments. Uh, I heard about court dates that were getting adjourned, uh, people that weren't able to uh, video conference with their doctors, uh, health uh, related ish, um, related services were impacted. So it has this huge ripple effect and it really gets you thinking that, you know, we've been talking about having contingency plans, not just a plan A, but a plan B and a plan C. And especially with a lot of these big organizations, why did they not have that? Why were they so reliant on one, t- on, on one provider and didn't build out those redundancies uh, wouldn't have, you know, it still would have created issues, but at least it, the impact wouldn't be as severe as it was. I noticed that Interact today said they were looking for another partner as well, so that this wouldn't happen to them again. Do you have any better understanding of what happened to nine one one? Because my understanding was that that was, if anything, nine one one calls were meant to be exempt from any collapse of the system. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what happened. I think this is one of the things that the CRTC, which it's their mandate, is going to be is going to be investigating. But um, again, is it the fact that individual phones weren't connecting? Now there are a lot of there are some fail safes in in place. Uh, even if you don't have connectivity, you should still be able to make a nine one one call. But there are uh, home phones, for example, um, that had no dial tone. Um, I know businesses that didn't have a dial tone as well, so they weren't able to reach out. I think the older days, uh, the, we had phones using copper lines. Well, now even the phones are digital using the internet. So this has raised a lot of questions around, okay, if there is, if, if things do go off, um, how are we going to be able to communicate during an emergency? And that's one of the three things that the minister has tasked these big, this big ISP providers with saying, okay, what are you, go- what are you going to do when the lights get turned off? Ritesh, I wanted to, uh, let's talk about, about what was proposed today and whether it'll make a difference. We'll take a quick break and come back with that. Two days worth of credit. This, 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 this guy is living on La La Land or something. My, I have a Rogers business account. Rogers oh. literally coerced me. Well, I shouldn't say coerced. They convinced me that I should go electronic with my billing and my dispatch. So my guys get dispatched by tablet. So everything is done electronically. I couldn't contact my customers, couldn't contact my guys, so nobody could have worked on Friday. That's what one small business owner told Jeff MacArthur today on 640 Toronto. My guest this half hour is Ritesh Kotak. He's a cyber security and technology analyst in Toronto. Um, so the minister came out today with some pretty urgent demands, 60 days for telecoms to come up with a plan on emergency roaming, mutual assistance during outages and emergency communication protocols to better inform us and uh, presumably the authorities. Uh, I, I don't imagine the the sort of mutual assistance would have helped much on, on Friday. Are, are all those good ideas, do you think, Ritesh? I think, that, I think it's a start. I think when you start to dissect it, especially like the emergency roaming. So... Um, What's the best way, probably the best way to think about this is uh, if you have a generator in your house, right, the power gets cut and then all of a sudden, boom, the generator kicks in and you have some sort of continuity. Well, we got to think about the same way when it comes to these, to these telcos is do we have the ability to essentially turn on the generator and have some sort of backup, backup plan if one, if one goes down. And I think that in order, in order to achieve that, you do need mutual assistance and emergency roaming. And especially with the comms, portal, well, just Rogers customers weren't able to communicate. So how do you communicate 
um, to your customers um, when this type of stuff when this type of stuff happens. So I think this it's it's a start. It's definitely not everything that we were hoping for. I think we were hoping for a little bit more stronger language and and there were some other items such as compensation and stuff like that. But uh, it is a start. Yeah, the compensation one is is an odd one because there is, of course, Rogers. Every time anybody who signs up with them, there's a contract, and in the contract, their 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 liability is relatively uh, minimal, I believe. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Now, there's there's two types of contracts, right? You got enterprise contracts where there may be minimum service uh, level agreements. So if you know that's the whole ninety nine point nine percent of the time we're up. Well, that that clearly wasn't the case. So there might be additional compensation for enterprise clients, but Everyday individuals, um, well, what does it mean? I, I saw this, uh, this great tweet that was put out, and uh, they kind of broke it down. They said, well, if you're going to give compensation based on the average bill for two days, that works up to $3.80. So I think if we got $3.80 uh, deducted from our bill, the average person will be extremely upset. So what does, what, what does compensation look like, and what do we need? Do we need a statutory compensation method when it comes to reimbursing customers. I kind of relate this to the airline industry around the world. And there's like passenger bill of rights. And, and depending on the country, there's uh, if your flight gets delayed or canceled, there's set compensation that you're entitled to. Um, maybe we've got to look at that when it comes to telecommunications. And the mention of the uh, of the communication protocols, obviously there was a, a belief within government, and I think within a lot of other people, that this wasn't communicated very well at the beginning, at least, that it took them an awfully long time to start telling people why it is their phones weren't working. I mean, I guess if you had a Rogers phone, you weren't going to find out quickly anyway. But uh, nonetheless, it did take them a while to sort of say, wait, we have a big problem here. Absolutely. And I think the, the, the transparency element and also the frequency of of updates or the, or the, I guess the lack of frequency of updates is what really frustrated individuals. Um, I think when this stuff happens, the, the step one is, okay, when, when am I expected to get back online? I think the average person wanted to know, when is my phone going to turn on? When am I going to be able to access the internet? You know, that's step one. And then step two is what happened? Um, and when you don't do that, people fill in the gaps and they think always worst case, worst case scenario. And it's, not the right thing to do. So clearly there was a, a colossal communication failure in some cases, and it'll be interesting to see um, what what happens. And, and again, this wasn't the first time this has happened before. So you would think that they would at least have some sort of robust communication plan in place, which they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked in that field for a while. You're, you're supposed to have your crisis communication plan ready to go, not not sort of ready, to, not ready to test on the day of a major crisis like that. What do you think the big lesson is here? Then uh, ultimately, Ritesh, when 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 we look back at Friday, what needs to be learned from what happened? So I, I think one of the key things is, is for industry for individuals is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, there is a sense of convenience, um, but on the flip side, when one thing goes wrong, there's a ripple effect. So you want to think about contingencies. You want to have those backup plans. Uh, if you're a business, think about are there ways of going paper-based or having some sort of additional communication protocol in, in, in place. So, you know, a lot of small businesses I spoke to said, well, one thing that they're going to do is they're going to diversify their their services or are going to have backup systems. If they're using one ISP, they're going to get a backup ISP as well, kind of that generator idea. So 
it's going to be interesting to see, but I think the big takeaway here is don't put your eggs in one basket. Yeah, but it's but they they encourage you to obviously, right? I mean, it's it's you 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 are encouraged to bundle and to pay less to bundle. They make it very easy to only use one provider. I, I guess consumer behavior might change a little bit now. Yeah, and and we also have to take into account it's easy for all of us to say have a backup plan or don't bundle or you know have a secondary service, but can the average consumer actually afford that? And, you know, that's one of those, one of those questions. We pay a lot for telecommunications um, as, a, as, a G, as a G7 country in comparison to our, our counterparts. And, and it's, 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 it's a big ask to tell people, why don't you have two internet services or, 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 two, or, or two phone lines, right? It's not, it's, not, it's not practical. So clearly there's something has failed here and we need to have those broader policy discussions on, how do we make it more affordable? Um, how do we make sure connectivity is ubiquitous? Or and having these fail safes in place. These are all things that we need to need to discuss because this is a lifeline. Like we're living in the digital economy, the social cyber digital economy. We're working from home. We're connected more than ever before. We use it to connect with our loved ones, but also uh, for commerce, small businesses. Like everyone is connected. So this is essential that we get it right. Ritesh Kotak, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much for having me.